Welcome back on this Thursday. I'm Jeff MacArthur, and we also currently have a travel advisory in effect. As I mentioned off the top of the show, I know uh, London really getting uh, walloped, getting hit with a lot more snow than uh, we certainly have in downtown Toronto this time around. But we're going to get a check on all the highways and the roads. OPP Sergeant Kerry Smith is uh, standing by. We're going to talk to him. He's in his uh, cruiser traveling all over the 400 series uh, highways. And he's going to join us just after the news at 2 o'clock this afternoon and give us a traffic uh, update. Okay, uh, perhaps you've taught your dog to sit or stay. I mean, pretty much guaranteed if you have a dog, you've taught them that, right? Sit, stay. But can you actually train a bird, and specifically a crow, to collect cigarette butts? I know it's one of those uh, headlines that's uh, really bizarre, right? But that is the headline out of Sweden where officials have, yes, apparently trained crows to help clean the city streets. And for more on this, let's welcome in our buddy Cliff the Vet. Dr. Cliff Redford joins us now. Hey, Cliff, how are you? Good afternoon. Good, Jeff. How you doing? I'm okay, thanks. Uh, tell me, what is happening? What is going on here? As I mentioned, yes, you can train your dog. We know that. But can you actually train birds, train crows? Um, yeah, apparently you can. I mean, I always knew that uh, crows and ravens were definitely the smartest of birds, but, uh, this is the first time I ever heard this. And, uh, so I took the deep dive and did some research and yes, this city just outside of Stockholm, Sweden is, uh, they're going to be saving $2 million a year out of their 2.7 million street cleanup budget. Cause these crows apparently are really successful at cleaning up cigarette butts and putting them into special devices. Yeah. So how are they accomplishing this? How are they training the uh, crows? Is it much like you would do uh, again with a dog? Do you reward them and treat them with uh, every cigarette butt they bring back to this uh, receptacle? Uh, yeah, I guess so. They, uh, they had a really good, uh, they really uh, had a really good union negotiator, I think on this one. Um, <laughs> so they basically, I mean, it's positive reinforcement. So you, you're reinforcing a good behavior versus say punishing a bad behavior and you're re reinforcing it through a positive method. So you're giving them something versus, say, taking something away. Um, positive reinforcement is the way we get our dogs to sit. We give them a treat. That's the reward. Um, or get your teenager to clean up their room, and then they get to play video games. That's the reward. Um, and so this company uh, in Sweden has designed these devices that only fit sort of small objects, especially cigarette butts. And it gives a treat to a crow if a crow puts it in there. And crows are naturally intelligent, naturally inquisitive and, and curious. And very, very quickly, if they, see one, uh, if they see one other crow do this, they automatically flock. And then they kind of quickly look and they look around for these cigarette butts and stick them in and get a treat. And, and it's, uh, oh, okay. it's perfect. Yeah, because that's what I was wondering. I mean, it's one thing to train a single crow, but how have they trained so many to do this, but they just sort of intuitively pick up on this? I mean, once one member of the flock starts doing it? Yeah, I mean, crows are so intelligent. So they're, we believe that they have the intelligence of a seven- to eight-year-old child. Um, and, I mean, you can get your seven-year-old to do quite a bit if you could just figure out what the reward system is, right? And, sure. I mean, these crows... I mean, these are the only animals other than primates, other than monkeys and humans, that actually use tools. To crows will make, they will take sticks or they will grab pieces of metal that they can bend 
so that they can stick into little holes in trees to fish out bugs that they're then going to eat. Um, uh, it's pretty fantastic what crows can do. And so they're actually, they're born with this intelligence. They're born with the ability to solve problems. And they have such an amazing social sort of hierarchy and, and communication that they will learn from watching each other. So you just need to teach one and that one will teach the others. And then there you go. You got a, a murder of crows cleaning up your streets. Okay, this is just fascinating. This is really interesting stuff, and I think a lot of people would be concerned. I know I was, and one of my first thoughts when I saw this story was, how do you stop the crows from eating the cigarette butts, which obviously uh, aren't uh, healthy? How have they got around that? Do we know? Um, it's actually, they just rely on the intelligence of the crow, and the crows are smart enough to realize that that is not food. There's no sort of uh, calorie benefit. It's, it probably doesn't taste very good either. Um, crows are, are known for going through garbage and just picking out what the things that are safe for them to eat. So they're unlike a lot of other birds. I mean, other birds will, will swallow some pretty horrific things. I've had to do a lot of surgeries to save them from those uh, mistakes they make. But uh, crows will not eat the butts, and they have no interest in them other than now they figured out they can get some yummy, uh, yummy treats for it instead. Well, I was going to say, are you going to eat that cigarette butt, fill up on those when there's a yummy treat for you, waiting for you? I don't think so. Yeah. If they're that yeah, intelligent, they figured that out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're very smart. Uh, we just got to figure out how to teach people not to throw their butts on the, uh, on the ground because they're pretty uh, right? nasty environmental hazards. Yeah, they're pretty awful. Yeah. All right, so can we see this sort of thing taking off? I mean, is it going on? Do we know other places other than Sweden who's attracting uh, headlines uh, for this? And does it make sense, uh, you know, here in Canada and elsewhere? Well, you know, I always worry the pessimist in me that uh, it makes too much sense, so it's probably not going to get picked up elsewhere. Um, I would, uh, it has been tried in other cities. Um, I think in France, at a park area, they did it for a while. Um, and it was successful, but the problem was is that it just wasn't messy enough. There weren't enough cigarette butts because it was this large park um, that the crows kind of realized they could go get food elsewhere. There wasn't enough cigarette butts for them to sort of just sit there and do their job. Um, so they got distracted, basically. Uh, and then there was a zoo in Europe as well that did it for a short term. But they really just did it. They kind of stumbled upon it. and They did it as a marketing gimmick to educate people to clean up after themselves. And it was kind of one of these, these taglines that, well, if a bird can do it, if a bird brain can do it, you can too as well. Um, right. So hopefully people will start to see this is pretty, uh, this is pretty effective and, and cost, uh, cost intuitive as well. All right, just uh, finally, do we know what we're treating the crows with? I mean, what are the treats that are inspiring them to clean city streets? Yeah, and it takes a lot of uh, science and, and knowledge and years of vet school to figure this out. So the absolute best treat for a crow is a pastry, and it's called a croissant. Oh, Cliff, Cliff, <laughs> stop it. All right. All right. I, I, murdered, I murdered that joke. Yeah. Cliff the vet was here on this Thursday. Cliff, much appreciated as always, including the humor. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. You too. And by the way, this uh, really truly is a problem, as uh, Cliff alluded to. Nearly uh, two-thirds of the 5.6 trillion cigarettes made each year they estimate are dumped irresponsibly, and sadly, a lot of those cigarette butts end up 
in the world's water supply and waterways. Okay, we'll step aside. We'll get a break. And then we're back. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 